0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast where we chat everything and anything related to the world of music and occasionally go a little bit off topic. My name is Scott Cowie, I'm a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter and apparently now a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians focusing on their careers and lives within, arguably the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every Thursday here at ScottCowey.com. And now we're on iTunes. Please subscribe, rate, review, maybe give us five stars. And for now, enjoy the show. Guess this week in the podcast... British singer-songwriter Martin Harley People have been saying to me for months You need to check out this guy Martin Harley He's an unbelievable blues player Ron, the producer of this show and I were having a discussion about this How good is Martin Harley? Seriously?
1: He's immense I think is a good word to use
0: Especially in that lap steel one Because that's the one of the videos that we were enjoying particularly Now very very innovative and just all round extremely talented. We reached out to Martin and he thought it would be a great idea if you come on and joined us on this podcast. It's going to be a good one. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to the interview, as many people know, I've got hundreds of different projects on the go that you can check out at ScottCowie.com. Podcasts up there, of course. I do a lot of uh, songwriting on a comedy style. Um, a drum as well. But, Ron... I want to take on a bit of a producer role. Now, if you just roll this tape, okay? Now, ladies and gentlemen, what you're hearing is a, a, a young female singer called Kate Galulli, Cracking voice. We're going to do a little before and after thing here. And I'll tell you the reason why. Because Kate as obviously, as you can hear right now, has got a brilliant voice. But if I were to criticize, she doesn't sing as good as what is required to... Meet that pub criteria. See if she wants to reach the heady heights of the Horseshoe Bar and Co Bridge. Or the duck's legs and none eating. She's got to sing like a pub singer. And this is the point that I was trying to get across to her. You don't sing like a pub singer. You need to sing. Imagine, you know, five pensioners and you're singing along to them. Imagine the bowling club. You need to imagine that you're there. Do you know what I'm saying, Ron? And yeah. what do you think? And now, you've heard it before, as we can hear right now. That's a before and you've also what? heard it after. I mean, what do you think? I've I've made it improve so much, haven't I?
1: Um. Yeah...
0: I mean, you can really hear the difference, right?
1: I can really hear the difference.
0: Absolutely. Now, I've sent the MP3s to Barry, our co-host, and Barry's going to ring in with his thoughts. So roll the tape now, Ron, of what Kate sounds like now, and we can really hear the difference. My words to her are always this. Think pub. Sing it like a pub singer. Okay?
2: to the hip to the hip hop but you don't stop put the bang bang see up jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie the beat now what you hear is now, we can hear Kate now, much improved I mean
0: that that's what it should sound like
2: and my friends are gonna try to move your feet
0: now that is awesome that is pretty damn awesome man well, oh wait Ba Barry Cofield as I call, speak is ringing let's take this go. run let's just keep it playing let's take this call Baza! how Risa?
2: Scott, I'm good. Listen, I wanted to have a word with you.
0: Listen, this... did you did you check did you or did you not check out the new songs that I've got going with with Kate, obviously being a producer, being a mentor, do you have a check? I did have a check, Scott. She is a great singer and you have got her sounding like a pub a
2: pub chanter. What? what have
0: you have got her
2: sounding like a pub chanter and she's got a great voice, she's an amazing singer and what are you doing? How are you mentoring that? Well,
0: exactly that, Barry. She came along, she was singing like Celine Dion, she was singing like an angel. And I says to her, Kate, if you want to make it the pub circuit, you've got to, well in Rome, you've got to speak Spanish, you know? And you've got to sing like a pub singer when you do the pub circuit. You're never going to get in, you know, Blanter's finest pubs if you're singing like an angel. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Not much longer would you be mine What do you think of the, do you you appreciate it, what I've done? I have turned her into, I've taken her from the gutter that was Singing Like an Angel and I've brought her up to a level that personally I didn't think I could but it's a testament to me as a man. What was your thoughts?
2: Scott, what are you on,
0: honestly, honestly, God, what are you all about?
1: Jo, what yeah, do you I, think
0: understand, that, I understand there's a, there's, a, there's a place, a time and a place for pub singers, but sh- you're, you're hindering this poor lassie. Stop it! Listen, I want you to do me a favour. Sing It's Not Unusual by Tom Jones, how it should be sang, then sing it like a pub singer. <laughs> you, want, you want me to sing it? I just want to so know what you're talking about. Please just sing it. Right, Sing it properly and then sing it like a pub singer so I can hear the difference. I,
2: I, I can only sing it as a pub singer. So Go
0: for it. See oh, to me, no, I stopped that's exactly, that's exactly. Exa- See, that's exactly it, Barry. That's what I've been trying to get Kate to sing like, and you just hit the nail on the head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, that sounds really, really good I hurts, no, what do you, you, you do you do know what Give me this, poor lassie, you're just, you need to solve it A new
2: bit. sense who sent you set for me Now this looks like a job for me So everybody you're, you're, just you're, follow
1: me Cause are causing too much hassle it feels problems so here Barry me.
0: I never thought. I, I've, as I have said to the in the last in the Stuart Copeland podcast, right when I was trying right. to book, when I was trying to book the Staples Center, and you told me that it was a, too much, of a big thing to take on. It hurt my feelings because you made me feel. And then I called up Sandy Tom, and she told me to get rid of you, and she was really upset that my feelings were hurt. And then I, I take this lassie, I make her sound. Totally she's in a position now where she can walk into any pub and get a gig singing in front of ten drunks and then i call up you. I need a bit of support. As I've said to you before, a good friend should only tell you what they want to hear. Or what you want to hear. And you're just consistently not doing that. You've
1: you've,
0: you've really upset me in this time.
1: You feel my love. When the evening shadows and she the sounds stars,
0: brilliant You hear her singing Adele It's off the chart <laughs> no
1: I, I, I don't know what to say Scott I honestly I don't know what to say You've took
0: it to a whole
1: new level whole new level
0: Anyway Barry, I'm upset but I do need to go. Do you know who we've got on today? Martin Harley.
1: Oh, it's Light Player. Yeah. Excellent. He is tremendous. Yeah, it's
0: great stuff. But Baza, listen, good to hear from you. It's not what I wanted to hear, but you've upset me and Kate is going to be distraught when I give her this news. But nonetheless, (laughs) Barry Caulfield back with us, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get to an interview with Martin Harley. It's going to be a good one. Okay, we are back on the Talk Music Podcast with Mr. Martin Harley. How are you, Martin?
2: I'm very well, thank you, Scott. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right, yeah. I found out earlier today, Martin, that at least in 2005, you were recognised by the Guinness World Records as having performed the highest gig in the world. Can you talk yeah. to us a little bit about this?
2: Yeah, unfortunately Guinness never gave us any free beer for our efforts. Oh but, no! Uh, no, um, we did uh, a publicity stunt for a charity that I was working for at the time um, which was raising money to build a kids home in Nepal and um, we needed a good publicity stunt and so we thought trying to break the world record for the world's highest ever gig was probably a good way to go. It was a brainchild of a slightly unhinged Australian man called Oz Balden and um, I overheard him talking about it in a pub and we sort of got together and eventually about a year later made that happen in uh, October 2005 on a, on a mountain called Kalapatar which is uh, in the Everest region and it's about five and a half thousand metres
0: high. So it was, uh, it was a good experience?
2: It was a wonderful experience, um, I spent quite a lot of time, time in that part of the world and, uh, yeah, I like being in the mountains. I enjoy Nepal. So, um, yeah, it was wonderful and, and for a great reason
0: too. Great stuff. Now, you're known for your great lap steel playing. Who would you say was the main influences as far as lap steel playing is concerned?
2: Um, I mean, slide players really influenced me. I, I love Ry Kuda's sound. He's, he's very toneful and he's very simple, but his uh, his riffs, his licks have a lot of gravity to them. Um, and uh, for me, he's uh, he's a really strong player. You know, um, I would say Derek Trucks is an influence, but I, I guess he's probably one of the greatest living exponents of uh, of sly guitar. Um, but I, I think the big one for me, first time round, was probably Kelly Joe Phelps, just because he has a very um, intimate acoustic style. And at that period of my life when I first heard him, I was travelling around and uh, sort of not quite hoboing but living in my car and spending a lot of time in Australia and things like that. So just that acoustic sound and trying to create the whole, uh, the whole orchestra with just the one instrument and a voice, that was probably the strongest influence.
0: Absolutely, you mentioned Ry Cooder there um, I watched a video a couple of weeks ago You demonstrating how uh, it was quite, it was fascinating actually You had your lap steel at the ready which you have with you just now Would it be possible for you to talk to us a little bit about Ry Cooder's playing And how you feel, um, What his, how his licks are distinctive I suppose
2: Um. Yeah, well look, I can do two things I've got. He plays regular guitar, I'm sitting in... I've, I've been banished to the end room of the house. You see, I used to have a little studio at home, but I just had a little baby girl, and so...
0: Congratulations.
2: Thank you very much. Do you want to be any more uh, archetypally Glaswegian by drinking a can of Iron Brew during the interview? That's awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, one step away from haggis or whatever, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Raikita plays in this tune in quite a lot, as far as I can tell. He's just got a real. It's quite a lazy, well, it's not lazy at all, it's, it's very well executed sound, and I'm not doing it much justice, but. That's what he does, he's generally tuned in that tuning. It's quite a clean play, he's not scared of making rattles and mistakes, and for that it has.
0: What a sound that is! Hang tight there, Martin. We're just going to advertise some of our previous episodes and we're going to be right back. Previous episode. We have got a lot of previous episodes episodes. for you guys to check out ScottKiwi.com Episode 1, Glenn Matlock from The Six Pistols Episode episode 2, Hughie Morgan from The Fur Loving Criminals Episode 3, Sandy Tom Tom. Episode 4, Brian Ray from Paul McCartney's Band Episode 5, Oriante Episode 6, Bob Jacobs, who's the head spokesman of NASA that's right. Episode 7 episode Dr. Phil Toll, so Metallica's therapist and frequent guest on the podcast. He's my personal strategist. Episode 8 so Graham Clark and Graham Duffin from the band Wet, set Wet, set Wet. Set episode so 9 Andy McKee. Episode 10, 10 Steve Craddock from Motion Colour Scene. So episode free 11 Cliff Goldmacher. Episode 12 Steve White. Episode free 13 Martin Taylor, MBE. Episode 14 Stuart Copeland. Episode 15 Dweezil Zappa. And this episode right here, right now Martin. Harley. All available for you at scottcowey.com and of course iTunes. Please subscribe, spread the word about what we're doing over here, tell a friends tell everybody on Facebook Twitter, the usual. Let's get back to an interview. So when you play the set live, how much is it? Is it um, so-called normal guitar and lap steel? Do you mix it up? Do you do... I mean, how do you do you go about yeah, it?
2: It's a combination. Uh, on account, you know, we're, we're moving on to Sort of album six now, and so there's quite a body of work behind me, and um, they've spanned a lot of different things. I guess there's a lot of acoustic playing in the early records, especially, uh, and the later records are much more electric. So um, it's really a combination of of all of those things. But the last two, I went out and played almost entirely electric, about fifty percent um, on the lap deal, and about fifty percent on on this uh, this here Epiphone Sheraton um, and so yeah I found just trying to get a really good acoustic guitar sound every night of the week was just a bit soul-destroying after a while I don't think anyone's found a, a great way of doing it and I love playing acoustic and I love the way you know it feels to sit in a room and just play an acoustic guitar and sing but with a band it just doesn't feel at the moment like the right tool for the job so I'm sort of, I'm going electric for a while. And I think the new record is probably going to reflect that. And I'm uh, I'm sitting here in the annex kind of writing the new record at the moment, so.
0: Great stuff. Excellent. Now in 2010, Martin, you undertook the Blues Gone Green Tour, right? <laughs> Tell us a bit about this. This sounds fascinating. Well,
2: I, I spent a lot of time driving up and down the M1, the M6, M5, M4, the M roads. In a, in a white transit van with the band And I spend a fair amount of time Flying around the world doing things So I thought in my own small way I would try and do something carbon neutral So I got a very long bicycle That could carry a couple of guitars And I packed up with all my stuff And I took a month out And I did a tour, a musical tour Round Standard venues, really. So, yeah, some slightly more unusual venues. Um, and I try to go interesting routes, stay off the main roads, uh, go down old um, you know, train tracks, cycle tracks. There's an interesting uh, charity called Sustrans, for, which is a sustainable transport uh, charity, and they've been regenerating sort of unused pathways and cycleways and roads. So I try to sort of get off the beaten track um, and just take myself on tour. In a, in a completely sort of green uh, and fairly healthy kind of way, to be honest. Although I'd have to say that the lure of a cold beer after eight hours of riding with two guitars and cameras and underpants, was, uh, yeah, that was probably not the healthiest part of it. But it does help you get places, just imagining that cold pint sitting on the bar.
0: <laughs> it's great I love the, the the title as well the blues gone green tour fantastic stuff now if we can get you Martin um, to switch guitars if that's alright um, so, yeah. one of the the great techniques if you've not seen Martin play you need to go on YouTube you need to watch his clips because he's got a brilliant um, I suppose the octave thumb uh, thing Martin that I'm trying to explain at the moment
2: yeah I know what you're trying to say <laughs> I don't even really know what it's called I mean it's it's a It's a kind of alternate picking where my guitar is tuned to an open chord, and so I'm playing the bass string, this one here, and the middle string, um, alternately. and I'm trying to create the impression that there's a rhythm going on, that there's a a bass player playing a bass, and then over the top of that, I'm trying to play the melody or isolate a single note melody. So this is what my thumb's doing. And then my first and second finger Try to do this
0: <laughs> That's absolutely great Are you a fan of C6 Steve at all?
2: I think he's great. Yeah, I think he's, he's very good. Uh, the thing I like the most is that he's brought a lot of older players, a lot of Delta players and country blues, blues players um, to the forefront of people's minds again. You know, he's he's always talking about Sleepy John S and, you know, people like that, Mississippi John Hurt and, uh, and I think it's great. You know, he had that amazing success off the back of the the Jules Holland show, and um, you know, loads of people started coming to me at gigs, just going, "Oh my god, have you heard this guy?" And, um, and what, what, what—a great injection of enthusiasm into the into the British blues market. So, yeah, Absolute, absolutely,
0: absolutely, yeah. Now, one of the tracks that I really like of yours is a, a is a song called "When I Go." Now, I wondered if you could maybe give us an explanation as to how this song came about, and maybe even give us a a, a bit of playing and, and singing over it, if that's okay.
2: All right. Well, it's quite an old song now, so where it came from, I don't know. But I, I, I'm guessing from the slightly maudlin title that I was, uh, I was probably uh, feeling a little bit sorry for myself one day, and uh, you know, trying to find some uh, self-indulgent blues subject matter to uh, to heal my personal <laughs> ills. Um, and so, uh, well, it goes like this. <laughs> And not be no
1: not big with an
2: Don't no not Don't guys a bit more like this so. on speak no
1: need,
0: girl, and I you no Don't speak no need, girl, and I you you're <laughs> absolutely brilliant Martin loving it right so guitar players Um, you've obviously outlined the people that have influenced you is there any young up and coming guitar players that you've looked at recently and thought they've got something you know I can see them having a lot of um, a lot of success
2: Uh, that's a hard one off the top of my head not really but I'm forever seeing kids at open mic nights people that just scare me but um, yeah no one's name actually springs to mind at the moment i uh, I kind of live in a little bubble a lot of the time, and I don't just listen to, I listen to more and more old records the older I get. And uh,
0: well, I, I tell you what, I'm going to do, Martin. There's a guy up here in Glasgow called Alan Brown. Um, who I think you'd really like and I'm going to forward you on a link and I'd love your thoughts on him, right? So I'm going to do that. His name's Alan Brown and our listeners, please check this guy out. Um, Unbelievable blues player, incredibly humble at that. So um, I'm going to forward you a link and like I said, I'd I'd love to know your thoughts. Um, Martin, we've got a game uh, that we play in the podcast called I'll Name a Song and Then You Play It which, um, surprisingly, I'll Name a Song and the artist on the podcast (laughs) makes an attempt... To play that song right I'll name a song and then you play it I'll name a song and then you play it I know that song you just played because 10 seconds ago i just said it. Right. so um I'm gonna I've got three for you uh, if uh, if you wish to um partake in this game yeah I'm not not the best
2: at, uh, at picking things up by it but I'll give it a go
0: Excellent. The first one, uh let's go with Jimi Hendrix, Voodoo Child.
2: Well this one's alright, cause this gets thrown in the set from time to time, so um Yeah, I've got a wild pedal here, but <laughs>
0: Excellent, great stuff. Let's carry on. The East Enders theme. Uh, uh,
2: uh. <reonate> uh. <inaudible> you can get a bit catchy from there.
0: If EastEnders decide to um, go Texas, I think that's the new theme. Maybe I could uh,
2: try and squeeze that on the front at EastEnders for April Fool's Day, see if
0: anyone notices. Well, I tell you what, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Our last track, Smoke on the Water. Well,
2: hang on, I've got, if we going to do Smoke on the Water, I'm going to have to turn this little Marshall battery powered amp up up to 11.
0: For our listeners, Martin's got the the smallest Marshall you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it's the loudest. It's unbelievable. It's a
2: loud little thing, man. It's incredible what you can power from a nine-volt battery.
0: Great! I tell you what, it's, it's a really good sound out of that thing, particularly with that lap steel. Fantastic stuff. I'll name a song and then you play it. I'll name a song and then you play it. I know that song you just played, cause ten seconds ago I just said it. Martin, what have you got coming up? You've, you're you writing at the moment. What's what's happening?
2: I am. I've got a few things coming up. Uh, I'm off to tour again in america with a very good friend of mine called sam lewis who was just over doing the solo uk tour with me who's uh strangely enough a guy that i met um when i rented a room on airbnb in nashville and it just so happened he turned out to be probably one of the best songwriters i've heard in the last 10 years so we stayed in touch he did a tour over here with me so um we're gonna have a reciprocal kind of tour over there I um, had a few TV placements over in America at the moment which, is, which has been very nice so we'll be following that up too Then we're back here for the UK tour in June with the band um, Just a few dates and a few festivals And then new album June-July I think let's get in the studio, get away and make a noisy electric album this summer That's That's the immediate plan
0: Excellent. Excellent good. Well listen you've been a good sport I was throwing you into deep end There playing those tracks And thanks very much for joining us today No worries
2: Thanks for having me I appreciate it
0: Well Martin Harley There you have it Cracking interview with uh, Well a legend In my eyes Cracking player Ron come over here Ron our producer Has got something to advertise Right And I'll advertise my stuff After Ron Okay go for it Ron you get
1: first dibs on this one 7th right, right. of may I'll give you some music for this one Give us some music Um. 7th of May in Pivo Pivo, you'll see one of my bands called Smile and Regret playing. Probably about 7 o'clock, probably about a fiver.
0: There we go. Mm. 7th of May? 7th of May. If you're busy on the 7th of May, be sure on the 6th of May to come and see me play. Um, I'll be playing. No, we don't really want that in a minor key, it sounds We want something brighter, don't we? I'll be playing in Edinburgh. Um, I'll be supporting a choir, Voice of the Town. It's a choir ran and directed, or whatever you call it, by Steve Morton. Great guy, very think. And um, come and see it. I don't know how much tickets are. If you go to my website, scottkelly.com, I'll advertise that. Um, come and check it out. It's going to be absolutely amazing. It's called the Minto Hotel in Edinburgh. Sixth of May. Voice of the Town. The choir are headlining. I'll be doing my usual comedy set of garbage. Um, so come along. See. Get there early so you can see me. And if you can, you can go away after I play if you want. Uh, you don't need to stick about for the choir. Um, and uh, I actually, when you do, when I do actually finish my set. Come and see me up at the merch table and I'll be buying some of my, um, I won't be buying, sorry, you'll be buying some of my CDs and some of my merchandise. I've got badges, a um, special discount on the night will be £15, uh, t-shirts will be uh, 60 quid, and CDs will be 35 quid. just the usual kind of low budget prices, you know, for the fans. Um, Ron, anything else to say? You want to advertise anything?
1: No, I'm good. An autograph with Scots £100
0: by the <laughs> way 100 quid, aye, £100, aye. aye. Yeah. How much are autographs worth these days? When was the last time we, Have you got any, anything signed from any artist?
1: Uh, I had a receipt That I got signed by Jedward Which I burned in front of my sister
0: <laughs> Guys, this could be the best story That we've ever had in the podcast And this genuinely has just come out of the blue Ron?
1: Yeah, I worked in a petrol station the side of the motorway. Right. So, you've got tour buses coming up and down every night, obviously, and car pulled up outside next to the pumps, two security guards walked out. There's Jedward, None. Jedward are, if, if
0: anybody yeah. can't remember, those are the two Irish guys that sang...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they come in and they're obviously, like, walking about, picking up stuff, eating crisps off the shelf, just your normal... Spoiled bratish type thing. We genuinely, we're doing yeah, that, you yeah. know what I mean? we were eating this <laughs> before they buy. Yeah. And uh, just expecting them for free, I was like, no, you're paying for them. The same as everybody that comes in. Is it, this um, is genuinely, yeah, this, is genuinely I'm, this, is, this is quite a scoop. I did not expect this. We were trying to
0: think of something to say at the end of the yeah. podcast, and this is, this is. we're on to something, this is this is gold. Sorry, Ron,
1: continue. Yeah, so obviously they paid for their stuff, and I took out an extra bit of receipt out the towel and said, can you sign that for me? And they were like, yeah, cool, man kind oh, of an Irish accent um, but yes yeah, so I got it and I went home and I was like, look my, my little sister's called Amy So, like look who's I got a autograph Amy and just lit it in front of her
0: <laughs> Is she a fan of the Jeds? <laughs> she used to be when she was younger yeah. John and Edward John and Edward what are you doing now uh,
1: I see them a lot on uh, TV on that Keith Lemon show what's oh right ok Celebrity just Juice right like ok I think that's all they're doing just, is it yeah
0: I bet they've made a good bit of money. So that's quite good then. So they came in and they were stealing at the shop, kind of. Yeah, yeah. True. And then you said, <laughs> sorry, you can't do that. You're going to have to pay just like everybody else. Can I have your autograph, please? <laughs> Who else have you asked for your autograph? Is it, have you asked, is there anybody that springs to mind?
1: No, I think that was the only kind of person I asked that came in. The services are a good place. See if you're, what, a celeb spot. Who else have you met then, celeb-wise? Uh, that Chris Fontaine guy. He was, in he was on Hollyoaks. He was
0: on Ice. I was feeling guilty for the second because I don't know who he is, but now yeah. I don't feel so guilty.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, he came in and he tried to make a pasty in the oven through the back, which wasn't meant for the public.
0: You should really. You should. Uh, <laughs> did you ever call it Pete Magazine? No. Jedward no, were was, in. They were eating crisps. The guy from Hollyoaks was in. Was Hollyoaks?
1: Yeah, he was on Hollyoaks.
0: And he's. You try to use the microwave or whatever
1: you get the bands you know they, they beat the street buses You mm-hmm. seen them outside Right, aye, mm-hmm. they guys used to stop and nine times out of ten they'd send the driver in with a list of stuff to get for them because they didn't want to go off the bus really aye. Aye. this is great I don't know if MD I tell you what that's what we
0: shouldn't we have um, if anybody has got has met a celebrity uh-huh. or a kind of celebrity those are kind of yeah. c-listers i think sorry for if i offend any c-list celebrities um but if you've if you've recently met a celebrity or if you've got an autograph celebrity write them in um, and we'll read out your story online just send it in an email to um i don't give a shit at gmail.com and we'll read them out on the podcast it's going to be great ladies and gentlemen it's been an absolute pleasure That was a great little story there by Ron at the end The jedward and the the guy, whoever, who cares Um, we will see you guys next week, very special guest, keep an eye out ScottCovey.com, my YouTube channel, my Twitter my Facebook, my Bebo and all that mother jazz, see you next week